For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio. It is 2023 and this is going to be a fantastic year. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my mind. I was in prayer this morning. And there is a tremendous amount of victory coming this way. You just wait. I'm telling you, I saw God do so many fantastic, awesome, wonderful things last year. I can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. I think we're in for a double portion ladder rain blessing this year. It's a time to get bold. It's time to... Build that foundation. It's time to burn the fire. It's time to uh, reach out to the lost and bind that which is broken and heal that which is sick. And I'm uh, very excited to go forward into 2023. A lot of people are saying, oh, 2022 was horrible. And I'll tell you, for some people it was. Uh, I I saw... Uh, a lot of deaths uh, last year. I, a lot. Um, being a pastor, you're you're on the phone with people, and you've got to uh, be a comforter by the Spirit of God. And and uh, man, there was some tough things that that needed to be dealt with that people were going through. Uh, but there was there was a huge amount of victory and a building and a growing in grace and a growing in faith. And a growing in patience. That's not a real popular topic, growing in patience. But I learned some lessons in that myself. We had a fantastic church service yesterday. We have a new family that has been joining us. And uh, this beautiful, I have a new assistant pastor. And she can barely stand. She She crawls around on the floor. I, I was preaching on every man doing that which is right in his own eyes yesterday. That was the title of my sermon. 
And all of a sudden, my pulpit starts moving around, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I look down, and there's this beautiful little girl, Candace, and she is at my feet while I'm preaching the Word of God. So I'll tell you what, I just scooped her right up, and uh, she helped me preach. I had a uh, Sister Madeline down in High River, Alberta. Uh, she said, boy, I just loved hearing your new assistant pastor on your message that you recorded and sent out yesterday. There's a lot that I want to talk about today, and I'm very excited. We have Tyler Parkinson and Rob Coggle of Jesus Is My General was with Pastor Nathaniel Rios, my dear brother in Christ's church down in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, they have told me that they have a surprise for me. Now, I'm a guy who uh, I don't oil my doors. I like to hear when somebody's coming. I like creaky floors. I like to have advance warning. I uh, but But some tells me I'm going to like this surprise. Tyler and Rob... How are you doing this year? Let's start with Rob. Go to Tyler and then fill me in on this big surprise. We are doing great. I am glad to be back on the show, Mike. I am so happy. Uh, you know, blessings from God yeah. that I am here today. Um, I, I really, really have missed you all. I really have missed this so much. Um, it is my calling to be here. And so when I'm not uh, the Lord keeps kicking me around into the gutters, down the sewer line, and then he kicks me hard. <laughs> I, th I thought maybe you just decided you were too good for us, which I, I wouldn't blame you, but I, I figured maybe oh, no. you, you just uh, got to looking down your nose and figured you didn't hang out with uh, need to hang out with your old buddy Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I love being here, Mike. I love being here. I know. And, and trust me, the Lord... He, he just says, you, you got to get back to the show. You got to get, I don't care what, I don't care. Just, just do it. Amen. So I'm here. Tyler, what about you? <laughs> I'm fired up, Mike. I'm, I'm fired up for this new year. Uh, I don't know. God's, God's lit a fire in me. I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready to, to, to go deeper, to, to push harder, to, to win more souls, to the, to take Jesus as my general to another level. So. Amen. Hey, if you're listening, devil, you better be shaking in your boots. I'll tell you what, Tyler Parkinson's fired up. Now, before we go any further, you mentioned that there was some sort of surprise waiting here. Uh, what? Fill me in. What's going on? What's going on on my own show that I don't know about? <laughs> well, we've got a guest, uh, a guest star today. Uh, we've got our assistant pastor, uh, Jeremy Brown, U.S. Army veteran, um, two combat tours, and he's uh, joining us on the show today. Praise the Lord. Andrew, Welcome uh, to American Ark Radio, Pastor Jerry Brown. Jeremy Brown. Jeremy Brown. <laughs> Good to be here, Mike. It's fantastic to hear you. Uh, you, you have a... Uh, a very good man to be mentoring as an assistant pastor under. Let me tell you, uh, Nathaniel Rios has been a tremendous blessing to American Oc Radio and to me, and uh, I'm sure that he has been to you, and I, I bet you've got some things to say today, sir. Oh, I do. <laughs> Whatever you all are ready. Praise the Lord. Well, um, you know what? Let's just, let's just cut right to it. Uh, I wasn't expecting to have you here today. And now that you are, I, I prayed this morning that God would take this broadcast and that the word would go forth with power and we're going to overcome through the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. 
Pastor Jeremy Brown, uh, U.S. Army. Uh, is that right, Army? or That is, 20 years in the U.S. Army. 20 years in the U.S. Army, two combat tours. Is that uh, Iraq or Afghanistan or both? Both, yes, sir. Both, okay, so you've seen some things. A few things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? We've got you on the show here. Uh, let, get, let's get to know pa- Assistant Pastor Jeremy Brown. Well, uh, Mike, I like they said, 20 years in the U.S. Army. Uh, while in, had those two combat tours. I was blessed, I guess you, well, I would say I was blessed. Um, a lot of my peers had five to six tours. Uh, but because of the Army and their choices, setting me out three years recruiting um, kind of impacted the next two, three tours that I was supposed to do that I was on the what they call a patch chart. I was heading back over to, or over to Iraq. I got back from Afghanistan. A year later, I was heading back to or going over to Iraq. Uh, so it slowed down the progress of those the back-to-back tours. But, yeah, two tours, one in Afghanistan, one in Iraq. Um Joined the Army in 1997, never dreamt it would be be a career. It was supposed to be three years, go in there, get some uh, money for college, and get back out and become a civilian again. But, you know, God had plans. You know, I, during my time in, Mike, you know, again, it, I didn't grow up as a child that was looking at the Army. I had a grandfather that fought in World War II who I lost uh, this past year, beginning of 2022, uh, World War II combat and that, um, you know, it wasn't one of those things growing up where I said, well, you know, grandpa was, you know, uh, vet, I'm going to go ahead and serve my country. Um, actually, grandpa said when he found out I was joining, he was like, he told my dad, he said, didn't I, you know, didn't I leave enough blood behind on the battlefield that my grandson didn't have to join? Wow. You know, but, um, you know, you know, so I joined and, you know, Three years later, or came time to make a decision if I was going to stay in. Life changed a little bit. I uh, married my wife, who I'd met before I joined the Army. And we kind of looked at it as, hey, you know what? This isn't a bad thing. And so we decided to stay another three years. Army sent me over to Italy. Um, And while I was over there, September 11th happened. Of course, I think for anyone that was in during September 11th and those that weren't, it changed your mindset. Oh, yeah. And... um, you know, I just at that point, I said, you know what, I got to give more to this country. And I know what grandpa said, but, you know, it's my turn. You know, so, um, you know, so at that point, I went head back to the States, the unit that went to Iraq uh, from there, I wasn't assigned to. So I didn't get on that that rotation. But I went back to the States and was at Fort Drum, New York with the mighty 10th Mountain infantry unit and the army said well it's your turn and i got to spend some time in afghanistan but i'll tell you what mike it was in afghanistan that at that point i was wasn't serving god you know and i uh, made some bad choices leading up to that point that's never happened to me I, I wouldn't know what that's like but go on no <laughs> no way you know i mean um, but yeah in afghanistan i remember there was one day that uh we had a pretty bad um, mortar attack and a couple other things happening. And the next few days I had an opportunity to call my wife and I said to my wife, I said, babe, I said, don't you have, you know, a fear that, 
I won't return. And I remember my wife saying to me, she said, she said Jeremy, she said, here's the thing. She goes, you know, my wife's a faithful uh, woman of God. You know, and so, um, sorry, I get a little emotional thinking about it. It's all right. But she said to me, she goes, Jeremy, she goes, God's got this. She said, whether it's there or it's back here, said it's in the hands of God. And I'll tell you what, at that moment, there was such a sweeping sense of peace that came over my life. And I was born and raised trusting God. But I had, like I said, I made some choices at the age of probably about 14 that I just said, you know what, this isn't my thing. I'm going to walk away or run away from this. But I remember at that point, I was like, okay. And the peace that swept over me. And for the rest of that deployment, there was such a peace. And I've shared this with Rob and uh, Tyler. It wasn't like all of a sudden I was Rambo and I ran out there and said, well, God's got this. I'm going to be crazy. No, I mean, you know, I still was wise and did the things we're supposed to do. But there was such a peace. And, you know, giving my life to God, you know, back to God at that process. And the peace that came, you know, because at that point, I think I'd been in the Army about six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And to spend the last 13, 14 years in the next deployment to Iraq, there was such a peace that I had. And everything that I did, whether it's jumping out of planes, whether it was – you know, whatever the mission might have called for, there is such a peace that only God, that only Jesus Christ is able to give. And, you know, were there hard times in the rest of that time in the military? Yes, just like anything, just like any part of life yep. and journey with God and life in general. But the peace that only God can give, you know, from a simple or simple saying or simple thing that my wife at that moment just decided to impart upon me and reminded me of a peacemaker in Jesus Christ. You know, and so I guess the biggest thing that I would like to share with any of your listeners that might be struggling with anything, whether that's, you know, military service or that's just life, because, you know, as you said, Mike, at the beginning, the death that you saw in 2022, that wasn't just you, Mike. I, I don't know what was with 2022. I have in the past two years, some from COVID and some from just life. I've seen so much death that have, that has impacted me in the past two years, you know, but every time it's like, okay, the peace. And I go back to that day in Afghanistan, talking to my mom or talking to my wife on the phone and re- being reminded God's got this. God's got his hand on it and he's the one that's going to give peace. Amen. So I served the you know the rest of the time in the military. I don't regret my time. Um, it's not the same military that I I, I remember, but um, I hear that a lot. You know, it was good to me. Yeah, it was good to me. I enjoy the retirement benefits. You know, I'm thankful that that three years turned into twenty because at forty five years old, having a retirement check that comes in and allows me to um, really stay away from working seventy hours a week. You know, to make ends meet right now in this country, um, but you know, it allows me to be a part of ministry in a greater, uh, greater uh, aspect. Um, since I've retired, I retired in officially August thirty first of two thousand seventeen. Uh, my wife and I and our kids we went to Tupelo, Mississippi, and that's how what brought us to Mississippi and worked at a children's home. Uh, working with boys and through that process that we were called what they call house parents. We were basically mentors to young boys 
um, and a dad and a mom to them. And we, in our three and a half years there, we had over 50 young boys come through uh, the home that we were in and just be able to speak into those lives. You're talking about kids that have come from uh, some broken homes, some, you know, bad situations yeah. that, you know, I won't go into details, you know, necessarily here, but just things that if you can imagine it, they probably experienced it. Oh yeah. And that was through those three and a half years, trying to explain to him the same thing. My wife so wisely said to me, if you give it to Jesus, he's got this, that peace just overwhelms you, you know? And so, uh, yeah, we did that three and a half years there and our time was coming to an end. Our, uh, 20 year old son, he attends the university of Mississippi, almost on a full academic scholarship, you know, very intelligent young man. Yeah. Um, you know, just a Bible scholar and, uh, but it, it, you know, brought us here to Oxford and, you know, Pastor Rios, he knew we were in transition between our time at the mansion. We had a house back in Michigan where I was from and we were in the process, you know, someone offered us a, a mount on the house that was way above what we ever paid for it. So uh, decided to sell it and we were in transition and Pastor Rios asked if we would come and just kind of feel out the church. And, you know, after about a month, he then asked me if I'd be his assistant um, and, you know, in this past uh, almost year and a half or a little over a year and a half, I've been here in Oxford and helping Pastor Rios. I had uh, another pastor had asked me to come over and help at a small Christian school, you know, that believes the same way we believe. And, you know, so I'm working over there as a teacher slash principal at a very small private school. But again, uh, you know, just giving back because place in my peace and not in the, you know, the things of this world and not the financial things of this world, but in the financial, uh, or the, the jewels and the, the things that God has for us in a heavenly realm and a spiritual realm and understanding and trusting that in the end, he is the peace. You know, he is the only one that's going to give us that peace. And I, I, I believe, you know, that Mike, you know, along with many of your listeners that are on there and some that are still maybe questioning some of the things, you know, just, Turn it over to Jesus, you know, give that peace, let, let him be that peacemaker. Um, you know, I always go back to the scripture and I think, you know, many are probably, you know, familiar with the scripture, but second Timothy one and seven, it says, for God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yep. It is so true. You know, that, you know, he gives us that, that, that power, you know, to love, but so much of that sound mind, the enemy right now is trying to steal so much, mentally you know trying to take us mentally you know we battle things as combat veterans as veterans of wars and things like that but this world and everyone in this world is battling something because the enemy thinks he has that that power and that authority over us but we as children of god i gotta get it step up and say you know what no i believe what the scripture says i believe what it says right here in second timothy one and seven i believe that i have the power through christ to have that power of love and the sound mind but I'm not weak. I'm not, I'm not going to be beaten down. You know, I yep. mean, we, we have to take on a, 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 a stronger mindset as children of God. We have to realize the authority and the power that we have through Christ. 100%. You know, I mean, yeah. I love what, I love what Rob and Tyler have been doing with this Jesus, my general. I love it. I love seeing it. I love seeing these Two men that are just saying, you know what, we're going to step up to the plate and we're going to try to help out with these 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 other veterans and try to help out those that we can, you know, and try to 
push out that message. So, I, I you know, that that is kind of me in a nutshell. There's more to my story, but, you know, <laughs> if you have any questions or whatever it is, you know, I, I'm here. I've got I have a few comments to make on some of the things that you said just now. Absolutely. Um, Oh, it's hard to know where to start. You talked about 9-11 and and kind of changing everybody's mindset uh, when it became clear to them that that they're okay. there's a war going on. And there's a lot of different people with a lot of different views on what actually happened that day. I'm somebody that has spent a lot of time looking at it. But I remember when it happened, I remember standing in my living room and, and seeing uh, the first trade center, uh, the trade se- uh, the Tower One on fire. And then I was standing there watching when the second plane hit. And then the ticker tape at the bottom of the television said, <coughs> Pentagon on fire, White House evacuated. And I remember it hitting me at that moment. We're at war. And I, it, sure. it just, you know, I, I didn't think that I would see anything like that on U.S. soil in my lifetime. But let me just say this, Pastor Brown. I also have came into the same mindset uh, over the past year of going into battle and uh, going and finding lost souls. We need that mindset at all times. I've done shows on pornography. I've talked about gambling addiction. I've talked about medical deaths. We've talked about there are uh, we have enemies domestically and not just domestically, but within uh, if you throw a tennis ball down the street, it'll land near a family that has one of these things that is infecting and destroying that they don't know how to get out of it. And, and so, you know, that, that they've got, we've got enemies right in our homes. And in a lot of times on this show, uh, a lot of my colleagues and, and uh, you know, the I'm on Mojo with the Stu Peters Network, a lot of times they tend to go off about liberals or Democrats. I actually am a little bit harder on, what we consider to be conservatives on this show, because a lot of conservatives, uh, they figure they're a Christian and they're righteous because they are a conservative, but there's just as many of them struggling with opioid addiction, porn issues, gambling, swearing, all of these things that get a hold of a man and defile his life. And so I, I want us to get that mindset that we had on 9-11 collectively as Americans all around the world and get that in our heart to go to war against a far greater enemy that is it has been at work this whole time. What, what are your thoughts on that, Pastor Brown? No, I would agree with you, Mike. Um, I've spent I spent twenty twenty two teaching the adult Sunday school at our our church there, Well Spring. Yeah, and I started I started you know I was like okay, well yeah you know, I'll trust God every you know every Sunday or you know the weekend and He'll give me something. And you know, I felt God had kind of impressed me upon me that um, okay, yeah, you could go that route, but let's go with something. Let's talk about spiritual warfare. Yeah. And so I started a series that throughout 2022 that I started teaching our adults about spiritual warfare. Right. Because here's the thing: is as a service member or as a soldier, you understand 
you know, or eventually understand, I'll be quite honest with you. When I joined in 97, I didn't realize I I, I don't, I naiveness of a 20 year old stupidity, whatever you want to go with. I didn't realize I was joining the army and I could go to war. I had to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, make sure when you leave, you have to sign out. And I'm like, what do you mean sign out? They're not basic training anymore. You know, what is this sign out thing? He said, well, we're on two hour alert cycle. And I was like, well, I still don't get what you're saying. Again, naiveness, whatever you want to go with. Right. And it wasn't until we got alerted and realized they explained to me a little bit better. At any minute's notice, within two hours, we need to be, you know, we're alerted. We have to muster back. And then we can be wheels up within, you know, I think it was 18 hours, wherever it was. It was so many years ago. But you will can be over anywhere because we're at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, one of the premier military bases for the Army. And I was like, all of a sudden it clicked in. I'm like, oh, I could go to war. I could, you know, it was before <laughs> yeah. September 11th. So, you know, I mean, we weren't technically at war. I mean, I think we had Kosovo and Bosnia and, you know, things like that. But it wasn't like we're all out at war. Those were little and war so acts. They, those were police actions, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And so that's when all of a sudden it clicked in. Well, and to go with what you're saying, Mike, yeah, we're at war. Yep. I mean, we've been at war. But we've been sleeping. Yes. Where's the church? Where are the, you know, we're, we are so lulled. The, the enemy has lulled us into this complacency. This, hey, this is just normal. It's just right. normal for all this. Well, no, this isn't supposed to be normal. No. This is where we have to realize we are battling an enemy that is trying to steal each and every one of us, our mental status, trying to get in there and convince us that, hey, it's okay that you're, you know, going to that site. It's okay that, yeah. you know, hey, it's not hard porn. It's soft porn. It's okay. You know, oh, these different worry. things that are going on. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, a five-year-old I mean, can make a decision about his gender. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and that's and that's you know, what so everybody's had, looking at that now, right? But, like, what's happening? Trannies in libraries and, and well, okay, it didn't just get that bad overnight. There was a buildup. There was a lead-up. There was an infection. And now it seems to start... Uh, you know, we talked about I, I, I told this to my the people in, in our congregation yesterday. OK, they were talking about how difficult things were with the lockdowns and how bad it was and how bad things have gotten. And I told them, I said, listen to me, easy time when you look around you and things seem easy to you. That is far more dangerous to you than when things seem difficult, because when it seems easy that's when you get lulled into complacency, and that's where your enemy is moving around unhindered because you don't feel a necessity or a urgency to go into battle and keep your, your guard up. That uh, Living easy is a far worse place to be than in difficulty, by my estimation. God warned Israel in Deuteronomy over and over again, when I bring you in the promised land, give you houses you didn't build and wells you didn't dig and vineyards you didn't plant, that's where you're going to forget about me and that's where you're going to lose it all. And so when when we have blessings in our life, we have to really make sure that we do not forget where we came from. Amen. That's truth, Mike. Fact. <laughs> Factorama. It's time for a commercial break. That's another fact of life. Commercials. People don't <laughs> like them, but they, uh, they keep the station going. So uh, let's get into this commercial break. And then when we get back, Tyler, Rob, 
and surprise guest, Pastor Jeremy Brown, who is the assistant pastor at Oxford Community Church in uh, Wellsprings Community Church in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, I'm very happy to meet you today, Jeremy. And I'm going to be getting together with your pastor later on here. I want to get more apostolic Jesus name baptism oneness preachers on this show to showcase them because this is another and I know I'm I'm rambling over my commercial break but we live in a time where we are surrounded by churches we are surrounded every house has a bible in it but at the same time it's almost like there's a dearth a a, a famine of good bible teaching that has uh, the spirit backing it in power. It's out there. It's moving. Uh, but like where I live in, in Alberta, Canada, this is a mission ground. Okay. This is a mission ground that uh, we're surrounded by churches, but this is a truth mission ground. I am behind enemy lines. Mayday, mayday. We need a move of the Holy Ghost. Call in an airstrike. It's time to let our enemy know who we are. Stand up and lift up the name of Jesus. Let's do some damage this year. We got to go to a commercial break for our sponsors at Mojo 5.0. But we will be back after this. Jesus is my general. Let's go to war this year, people. up refreshed like you slept on a cloud get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today you deserve it go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code mojo50 for incredible savings at romica designs we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company much more i'm ron phillips co-owner of romica designs and if you can dream it we can probably make it We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com. Or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com, or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. Twenty more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. (laughs) Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, 
Make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today. And do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> we, we dare. Oh, we yeah. dare. Flat Earth. The moon landing. JFK. 5G. Biden won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies. Does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know are contrary. <laughs> Join me, Ria Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. America Radio. Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. show that I did on Thursday where we covered uh, some of the issues in North American society surrounding pornography. Uh, this has been kind of a big thing on my mind lately because people are concerned about vaccinations. They're concerned about this and that and what the Democrats are doing. This is a far greater scourge in my estimation. And I reached out to the people that made uh, the documentary mind, heart, and, and the the mind, the heart, and the world. And uh, they have an organization called fightthenewdrug.org, fightthenewdrug.org. I was astounded at the, the depth and the width and the breadth of this scourge in our society. It, it's, I, I encourage anybody to go and watch that documentary. They, they, uh, did it from a secular point of view, but even uh, without the church, you can see the devastating, destructive effects that this has, and we've never had a time in history 
where uh, that I'm aware of anyway, when a person has a little tiny window with a supercomputer in their hand and you could be out uh, on the side of a mountain and watch disgusting videos and and that some of the things that they went through in that documentary uh, attested to God's creation, specifically your mind and your ability to maintain relationships in your life and the connection with relationships, peace of mind, and happiness, and and that is where they come from. Now, ultimately, the most peace that you're ever going to have is a relationship with your creator. Uh, But they went through how that there are cells in your mind that are like little tiny mirrors that will broadcast what you put in front of your eyes over and over again. And literally, when you fill your mind with that, it's like putting garbage into a computer. That's all that can come out of you. I'm guessing, gentlemen, you are uh, big on Jesus is my general and issues that veterans face. I'm guessing that with long deployments at sea or in other countries, guys are away from their girlfriend, their family. I would be willing to put money on it that that's a massive problem within the ranks of the military. Tyler, let's talk to you. You were in the Navy. Yeah, Mike, uh, man, it's a, it's a dark issue. Um, yeah. there, there's a lot I could say, but a lot I don't necessarily want to say. I don't want to be, you know, too inappropriate for anyone listening. Uh, no, no, but, but you can speak generally on it. It's a problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing I could do to kind of give it to scale for someone is you have, let's say a thousand sailors on a ship out at sea and you probably have 400 one to two terabyte hard drives floating around being traded with people that are full of nothing but porn. Yeah. Uh, because you don't have internet out there. So they find a way and bring it in on a USB card or something. Yeah. I I mean, full on, uh, you know, those, those kind of big, you know, uh, like the USB, sticks that uh are a cord to a bigger drive you know like full like of like like just one of them full of like thousands of videos and there's you know hundreds of those just floating around in that small condensed community you know 500 miles from land (laughs) yeah uh it's 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 horrible like that that uh that that addiction and that 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 plague is like that transparent that that it, it drives people to get it into, you know, that could be a situation where someone could be separated from it. And even if they weren't in the church, it would be a moment for them to, well, I'm I'm separated. And just, just by with any addiction, when you're separated from it, it, it windows down there. That's just a natural element to it. And, you know, they don't even have that opportunity because it's going to be so put in their face. Someone's going to be like, Hey man, I've got, I've got this, you know, there's, there's two terabytes of anything you could never want to see on here. Um, yeah. And I think probably Rob could speak on how, or, or brother Brown. Well, I, can, before. I, I, I can even go back beyond the digital yeah. age. I mean, we That's used to carry around foot lockers of, you know, material, <laughs> you know, and trade right. with other units. Uh, you know, that was before anything could be put on digital stuff, but um, yeah, it's always been a problem always been a problem and it's a distraction it's a total distraction uh it's a it's a home wrecker 
It's all kinds of things. Yeah, and, and there you are. You know, they, they tell you that you're off fighting for your country to keep them safe. And meanwhile, you have this subversive factor that's destroying families and eroding at the very foundations of a society that's cohesive. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like we're, we've got our eyes on the wrong enemy a lot of times here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very slippery slope. I mean, you 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 are you're tempting fate there. Oh, 100 percent. And that's another thing that they got into uh, in this documentary. Right. Like I uh, they, they like I said, they, they didn't do it from a standpoint of people calling on the name of Jesus as being set free. Uh, but they did have people on that were very candid about what it was doing to their lives and how that they grew to actually disdain their own self. They hated themselves when they looked in the mirror the more they went down that road. And there was a documentary uh, just recently that came out about honeypots and how foreign nations would send beautiful spies like in the James Bond movie to subvert people. We hear about it in real life, Fang Fang and uh, Eric Swalwell. And uh, they call it the honey pot or the honey trap. Well, now we have a situation where just about uh, a huge segment of the population is compromised in some way because they've got something that they have got to hide. And it makes them weird. It makes them look over their shoulder. It makes them fearful. Uh, that's, that is one of the most beautiful things about being a Christian and living for God is that I don't care who sees my internet history. I don't care who sees my emails. I don't care who sees my text messages. I don't care if some employee at Google or BlackRock is accessing my camera on my computer or my phone throughout the day because they're going to catch me praying. They're going to catch me reading my Bible. They're going to catch me talking on the phone, encouraging somebody in, in living for God or waiting upon the Lord until you renew your strength. That's a tremendous uh, sense of victory. So in a lot of ways, having power with God is not what you're doing when everybody's looking. A lot of it comes down to what you're doing when no humans are watching you or when you perceive it to be that way. Pastor Brown, your thoughts? Yeah, I Mike, I mean, what y'all have been saying, I mean, is so true. I, I think about when we talk about pornography. Yeah. It's just a tactic that the enemy uses to dull the mind, to put, you know, anytime you're addicted to something, or especially, you know, I think pornography, things along those lines, you feel you feel almost disgusting or guilty. Yeah. Um, or you try to hide and, you know, not too many people. I mean, the military, there was times, I mean, it was kind of like, in your face, like, hey, look. Here's oh, yeah, I've known those guys, tape, too. You know? yeah. yeah, I worked yeah. in the oil patch. But, I know the type. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it really, the enemy knows what he's doing when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, and what it does to the mind. Because we can't have a sound mind if we're hiding stuff. If we're hiding stuff from nope. those around us. You know, if, if I'm addicted to pornography, how do I, one... My relationship with my wife will never be the same. How do you look your it wife in the eye? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, I remember my wife and I went through a, um, the army chaplain, you know, would do these things once a quarter where if you wanted to, you go to marriage, you know, retreat. And so we got to go and, yeah, it was a great event. And I remember the thing that he was playing, uh, it was a comedian, a Christian comedian that talked about pornography 
And basically he was stating that at that point, your relationship with your wife will never be the same because your wife's not going to perform the things that was happening in that video. So you're, you're a false pretense is being set. And so now you're looking at your wife like, well, I don't understand. Why isn't it? It wasn't like, you know, looking at this video that, you know, so you're living a fake life. You a, are, yes. a facade is put on and you don't know how to get out of it. No. Just like really, I mean, most addictions or all addictions, you don't know how to get out. You're so deep into it. How do I get out of it? If I admit to anybody that I am addicted to pornography, they're going to judge me. They're going to this. And the enemy continues to push that. Oh, yeah. I, will give, uh, I will give credit to um, the organization that we belong to, uh, Wellspring Community Church. There's been a, a greater push in the past, I'd say, five to seven years or so, recognizing or trying to bring it to the forefront of, hey, this is the flesh sometimes gets involved in this. And, hey, we can't just continue to hide it and turn our back. And just be like, oh, we're good Christians. We didn't get addicted to it. And we're no, we're we're trying to develop outlets to say, hey, okay, it you know, you're you got addicted, but let's get rid of the shame. Let's figure out, okay, you're human. Humans make mistakes. I mean, that is the one thing that we are great at is making mistakes. And so <laughs> um, our organization has done a I think a great job and they're continuing to do a great job to find ways of helping those that fall into this trap because it's so easy. I, I I don't know, Mike, put me in this day and age as a teenage boy and have the technology at my fingertips like like they do now. Yeah. Or even our young ladies. Right. I mean, my goodness. I mean, brother or Rob and I have talked about this where, you know, we're a little bit older, so we'd had a yeah, you, know, you go try to find a little Vogue magazine and try to get a peek, you know, as a kid. Well, now it's just there. Yeah. I mean, it's literally right there. Commercials yeah. on TV, it's there. It's yeah. all in your face. And all it's becoming just so normal. Yeah. You know, and so we have to, as a as a children of God, as, as soldiers of God, we have to be able to say, hey, we're here to help you. Amen. You, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, got, you got wounded on the battlefield, but I'm not going to leave you out in the battlefield to bleed out. I'm going to come over there, patch you up, and I'm going to drag you off the battlefield or throw you over my shoulder and carry you off the battlefield until you're ready and then get you back into the fight. That's Instead it. of sitting there just saying, ah, he's weak. He got shot. Leave him out there. Right. No. Yeah. Know, we have to you know, get out there. Exactly. And uh, I actually, <laughs> interestingly enough, I was reading in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 just yesterday and like you said, that there's yeah, these things can pop up in the church, and they did in the Corinthian church. But I want to uh, what the two components to what you just said, okay? Uh, not not turning your back and and yep. and putting shame on somebody and helping them out. And t number two, the fact that they've committed these things. I'm just going to grab you Second Corinthians chapter twelve. And verse 20 and 21, Paul says, For I fear, lest when I come, I shall find you not such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, envying, wrath, strife, backbiting, whispering, swelling, and tumults. There's your, uh, there's your turning your back and looking down your nose at your brother that's been overcome with a fault. 
But the second thing that goes with it, unless when I come again, my God will humble me among you, that I shall bewail many which have sinned already and have not repented of uncleanness, fornication, and lasciviousness, which they have committed. That was in the Corinthian church. And Paul wrote them a warning that uh, if I come, I'm going to have to set this straight and it's not going to be real enjoyable for you, but your soul has got to be saved. And so, uh, yeah, we, you know, I've, I've talked about this before where uh, we get going on these big ticket items and big issues in the world around us like vaccines and and what what the government's doing and blah 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 well what's happening in your own home what's going on in your children's bedrooms what's going on in your church amongst the members and so i i pray that god will lead me and take my tongue take my heart take my mind give me the heart of a servant and of a shepherd when it comes to dealing with the people on the church in the church here physically and the ones that reach out to me privately following this show that don't have a church nearby that they can go to and so uh the, and I've also seen and I'll, and I'll say this pastor brown a tendency in some pastors where they they seemingly have no patience or mercy whatsoever where they think that their entire role is to be the fist of God coming down on somebody's head wherever they go. And uh, I've said a lot here. Let's get your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I've in the past couple months or past, I guess, four or five months is, you know, I've had to change some of my mindset. This world needs people to love them. Now, I'm not, let's just say all you need is love. That's not what I'm getting at. But as as children of God, we need to start loving and stop judging. You know, yes, the scripture says what the scripture says, and I'm not deviating from it one bit. But first and foremost, those that don't know what the truth is, I need to show them love and then bring them to the light and show them the truth, what the word of God says. You know, we have to get out there and, you know, with with people that don't realize what they're doing is wrong, try to show them with love and tactfulness, you know, Hey, these, or this is what the word of God says, but I'm not going to place judgment on you because first and foremost, I'm human because as soon as I place judgment on you, Lord have mercy on my soul because I'm probably going to stumble somewhere because that, 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 that rod that's in my eye, you know, I mean, sitting there poking out, you know, so it just, we have to be more, we have to be cautious and more, uh, I guess, deliberate in our thought process and how we go about handling situations instead of just crashing down and going, why in the world did you do that? You know better. You know, I make that mistake or I have made that mistake in raising my kids. You know, I mean, what, what were you thinking? Well, I guess I forgot what I did when I was a teenager. You know, instead of <laughs> Let's not go taking there. a step back and going, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm glad they're not doing the things that I did. Yeah. Put my mom and dad through. Right. Um, you know, one thing we have started in the past couple months, you know, and Rob and Tyler and a few other men in the church is we started a men's Bible study on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, we will have our prayer in the morning, then we'll go into Bible study. And we have uh, this book that's called Dominion. And basically the concept of it is, you know, taking dominion over self and understanding, you know. And so, you know, here in the first chapter, it talks about taking dominion over oneself, understanding yourself you got to take dominion over that with christ 
And through this process, I mean, we've had men in there that have broken down crying. You know, I mean, and I have no issues with a man crying. I mean, you know, when it's appropriate, of course, but, you know, men breaking down crying because all of a sudden they realize I'm not by myself. Wait a minute. Other men struggle with this. You're going through this. And that's yeah, one thing not I alone. think, you know, right. You know, and that's where we have to let people know, look, I'm human. We cannot, especially as ministers, you know, as an assistant pastor, you know, I can't walk around going, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm above reproach. You can't, you know, I have this and I got it all. Well, I mean, my church doesn't, you know, the saints in the church don't know all my business. I don't go around saying everything, but I'm not above reproach. I'm, I'm human. You know, I mean, there's, there's things that my family battles, there's things, you know, and again, I don't go around sharing all my business, but I don't walk around judging everybody. And that's one thing God has worked with me, you know, more and more trying to humble me to bring me to a point where and you're not going to reach this world that's broken. If you continue well, thinking that you don't, you know, you're that don't stink. Yeah. Well, that's a concept of Jesus is my general. You know, we've tried to reach out and try to tell people, listen, you you were used to being part of a team. You had men at your back, you know, to your side, to your left, to your right. You had people you could call on for help. And in that battle, you were fighting a physical battle. But now you're out of that military environment, but you feel alone. You're all alone. And that's what I'm trying to bring back to the people is that you are not alone. We're here for you. There are brothers in Christ who will stand by your side and help you and hold your hand and guide you through it. You are not alone out there, people. We're here. Mike's here. Pastor Brown's here. Pastor Rios is here. Tyler's here. I'm here. And there are hundreds, thousands of us here. And and if you can just bring yourself to surrender to Jesus and accept him as the ultimate commander, you will find that peace, that inner peace that nobody, nothing else on this in this universe can bring you. Amen. If you just do that simple thing, surrender to Jesus. Yeah, and there and the, the other very important aspect of this that I have to uh, add in is being connected to the vine because if you're not, you can't do anything. And I have been, there have been times when uh, I've been going to meet somebody and I, I prayed sincerely and asked God to take my tongue, take my heart, take my mind and react correctly to this thing that I have to do in a way that is going to be best for this individual. Because if you do it, Lord, it's perfect. And then I got there and I ended up being harsh with the individual and I totally was not planning on it. And it came out later on that that was the, that was the best thing that could happen because they were just trying to drag other people into confusion or whatever the case might be. And I mean, if you look at how Jesus dealt with people, I mean, there was times when he would come down real hard. There was other times when he would be, uh, merciful. But I mean, love is perfect and love knows the time to chastise and love knows the time to be silent and love knows the time to rebuke. Love knows the time to forgive. Love knows that. Do you know what I'm saying? People have a fake notion of love. And I've seen this at churches uh, in the past that I've been to and I was younger where they think that meekness means uh, uh, like a fake uh 
talking like this and giving weak handshakes <laughs> and I am a Christian and I love everybody. No, uh, Jesus uh, and his spirit will lead you to do the right thing, but you're not going to know what that is. And you, and you're if you're not in prayer every day and getting filled with the Holy Ghost on a regular basis, and yeah, there's going to be times when you think that you might have made a mistake and it was the right thing that you said and it'll come out later on. I've had that happen many times. Uh, we are just about at time for our network break. We've got about one minute left. Uh, after the network break, we've got Pastor Nathaniel Rios joining us, and uh, I'm enjoying this conversation. And I want to hear what uh, God has done for him and for Community uh, Church, uh, Wellsprings Community Church in Oxford, Mississippi. I want to talk about the victories that we've had over this past year. Uh, men and women coming to Jesus, getting baptized in his name in accordance with his commandment, I'm talking about uh, Derek Nichols in Georgia. I'm talking about Matthew in California. I'm talking about Jacob in Ohio. God is moving. There is a movement of the Holy Ghost happening right now. Get on board. We'll be back right after this. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. 28-year-old Brian Koberger, the man arrested in Pennsylvania in the slayings of four University of Idaho students, will waive his extradition hearing so he can be quickly taken to Idaho. Koberger was taken into custody early Friday in Pennsylvania. Moscow Police Captain Anthony Dollinger says investigators believe Collinger Koberger was the person responsible for all four killings. And says more information will be released once Koberger is returned to Idaho. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a retired police officer, says one of the officers who was injured in the machete attack on New Year's Eve was brand new on the job, having graduated the police academy just last week. It just goes to show you if it's not the first day or it could be your last day, the actions that police officers must take every day are, are life-threatening uh, situations. Authorities investigating whether the 19-year-old man was inspired by radical Islamic extremism. The suspects and the officers, the suspect was also shot. They will all recover. Also at townhall.com, Ukraine says around 400 Russian soldiers have died in a missile attack on a building in the city in occupied Donetsk region. The Russians are saying that uh, this facility, a school that was being used by uh, Russian forces as a base, uh, was hit by HIMARS uh, missiles, those missiles that have been provided by the Americans to Ukraine. And uh, this number, 63, is very different from the one that has been given by the Ukrainian authorities. The army here say that hundreds, 400 Russian soldiers were killed, 300 wounded after this attack. BBC correspondent Hugo Bachiga. Wall Street closed for New Year's. On Friday, U.S. markets logged more losses in quiet trading. More of these stories at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. 
If you've got an ED problem, now you can get generic or herbal blue pills for as little as $2 a pill from Steel Man Pills. 800-485-3208. 800-485-3208. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-445-1099-800-445-1099-800-445-1099. That's 800-445-1099. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Amen. Well, that's what it is. Here we go, hour two. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. Opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, hour two over in the American Uck Radio rebooted chat room. I posted a picture of me holding our assistant pastor, Candace Rebecca. She can barely walk. She can barely crawl. But I'll tell you this, she's wiser than a lot of adults, so uh, I don't mind having her up there on the pulpit with me. (laughs) Hour two of American Uck Radio, we've got uh, associate pastor Jeremy Brown, a couple of my favorite people in the world, Rob Kogel and Tyler Parkinson, I, I, yeah, I better, I better like them now because I'm going to have to spend eternity with them, and uh, we'll be, we'll be busy casting a crown at Jesus's feet, and we're going to uplift each other, and we're going to encourage each other, and we're going to go forth into battle because this world is really lost and hurting, and they need peace. Oh, how they need peace! They need the rest. In the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Pastor Rios, welcome back to American Oc Radio. So good to have you here, my brother. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. And I am I am with you, Pastor Mike. I am anticipating 
just an amazing, amazing 2023 um, with all that has been building up in, in, in Oxford and Depor and even across the country and other churches and around the world. I just, I think we're, 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 we're about to, um, we're about to enter into an epic battle um, that we know who wins, right? At yep. the end of the day, Jesus, Jesus wins. We just got to keep our faith strong. And we got to position ourselves to just stay ready and in battle ready. Like uh, there's no, no days off, no days off. It's let's hit the plow. And I know we got to find balance and, you know, you got your assistant pastor with you, but I got mine with me today. Okay. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's rocking it. And I am so grateful for him because, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's been able to become a friend to me. Under, and, you know, obviously in respect, the role that I serve as his pastor and, and leader in his life. Um, but he also creates that sense of accountability and balance. And, uh, you know, is always there in the back of my head about, you know, don't kill yourself. You got to find some time to rest. But <laughs> I think that I think that there's just an expectate expect expectancy of of building a band of brothers. And I think that's what's so amazing about Jesus as my general. You know, this morning, um, myself and, and Brother Rob and Brother uh, Tyler and, and, and Brother Jeremy and, and uh, one of my dear friends, Arthur Newman, incredible friend of mine that's been with me the last 13 years, the last 10 years. We've, you know, done a New Year's, uh, New Year's Day or a weekend type event. And they've been that band of support. Um, and it's just, I think that's what's going to be. Um, what it takes to, 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 to make it is, you know, having people surrounding you. Uh, you know, my father passed away April 2nd this year, and it's been an extremely challenging year for me. Um, and through Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, I've always tried, oh, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. But they were really tough times for me. They yeah. were really tough times. And, and um, you know, I've been ready for the close of the year and the start of the new year. And Christmas Eve, um, we were closing out the night that Saturday, and uh, Brother Arthur was, you know, at my staying with me at my house, and he, he said, hey, "I got something for you, and I got a gift for you." And I'm like, "And that's my love language, like gifts, like big time." Like even today, Brother Rob got me a gift, <laughs> a cup that says uh, something to the effect of, "You better look out, you might end up in my sermon." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. I'm gonna have to send you a picture of Don't that. Don't make me that preach about you. <laughs> yeah, I will preach about somebody. Um, but you know, he said I got a gift for you, and and I opened up the gift, and um, it was this beautiful crystal um, that had a picture of my dad um, nice. and me in it, and and it was just the smile of my father, and I'm I'm starting to get a little emotional here. I apologize, but you know, I I was able to look at that moment and and started finding healing um in that moment from a friend someone that's been with us we've served on district boards together we've served in the trenches together and uh, it was almost as if the day uh the dawn had broke and the weeping of the night had come to a close and the morning sun is arising and joy's coming and i believe that we're at that point where the sun is about to come up the sun is about to return and uh, the way we're going to get through dealing with um, all the challenges that we are dealing with, especially as men, those of us that are uh, men out there, um, we've got to have a band of brothers. And today we got together and we just talked through and, and how do we get better and how do we sort this and how do we adjust? 
And I think that's what's going to be the key is brothers coming together, banding, our, our ladies that are pursuing Christ and, and setting that tone and example uh, of what it means to be a Christian woman. I think you compound all that together. You put that synergy together, and uh, you're going to see revival. Amen. And I, I got to tell you, um, you know, back in the day when when your father was a, a biker and when he came to Jesus and, and showed up at that revival and gave his life over and was buried in baptism and, and resurrected in the newness of the fire of the Holy Ghost, God saw you coming along, God saw, and I'll tell you the most beautiful thing. I know it's difficult for you to lose your father, but think about how beautiful this is that God set it up from the foundation of the world in that you going to uh, Chico, California to celebrate your father's life, that he also brought Matthew Willis to be born right. of the water in That's that so place. Right. What a beautiful I mean, it, it, we're surrounded by a, a cloud of witnesses, and I believe that your dad is one of them. And I believe with all my heart that nothing made him prouder to see you baptized in Matthew in Jesus' name at his memorial service. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think that's why um, we have to recognize that life's going to come. And, you know, I preached, I preached about being chosen and called last night down in your and you know i i asked the question to our people why are we here i mean we took on a second campus at nighttime we uh we have a group of people that will drive an hour and 15 minutes on a sunday night and then we are ministering to that community and you know i asked the question last night why are we here and we're here because we were we were god looked into the future and saw that we would you know choose to make those decisions and 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 everything that happened, you know, all that's happened with the loss in, in my life and, and and everything he's doing to shape me, it's shaping us because we've been called, we've been chosen to help speaking to people's lives. But also, you know, it's it's that that element of of you're gonna have situations. This in the morning service I preached uh, my message was the four Ps perplexity, propensity, posturize, and Pachyderm. Do you know what a pachyderm is? Uh, an elephant or a rhinoceros uh, is a classification man, I, of a pachyderm. You, there you go. Amen. There's a hundred dollars for you. Um, so, uh, you know, I preached about that and it's so funny because I thought, well, man, I, you know, I, I'm not the brightest guy on the, on the, on the planet. And I'm, you know, my, my, uh, my, uh, 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 vocabulary is is not uh, very deep, and so I was sorting uh, my message for the first Sunday, and and these words popped into my head as I was studying. That was perplexity and propensity and and posturize, and really not even fully understanding even the depths of those words. We use them in, in different ways and set form, and so obviously I had some kind of understanding, and but God was dealing with me about sharing with our church the importance of having thick skin and having uh making ourselves where we're you know we're 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 tough and and we're we're gonna walk into communities and like an elephant and we're gonna we're going to hold it down and we're gonna 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna share the gospel. And so I was trying to find a P word to match the other three P words. And so I just opened up my my dictionary and started kind of working down the P's and, and I, I found pachyderm that it just kind of stuck out there. I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a great word. What's that word mean, right? And so I, I clicked on it and said, uh, having thick skin, an elephant, rhinoceros, or hippopotamus. I'm like, well, okay, that was pretty cool, God. Thanks for that one. I'll take that, plug that in. And so I thought, well, man, no one has ever heard that word before. Like, I've never heard somebody just say, Hey, do you would you like to go ride that pachyderm? And uh, <laughs> and so I'm like, man, this is gonna. I've got I've got this, I've got our crowd on Sunday. Like they're going completely just they're they're going to think their pastor is so smart. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got up there and I said, anybody heard of the word perplexity? And a few people raised their hand. Anybody heard of uh, propensity? Raise their hand. Anybody heard of posturized? Raise their hand. I said. I, I I guarantee you no one's ever heard of the word pachyderm, right? Pachyderm. And all of a sudden, right on cue, Brother Rob goes, oh, that's an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> so I said, well, you spoke up too fast because I was setting the table to say if anybody had heard of that word, I'd give him $100. So he lost out of $100. I saved myself $100. <laughs> 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 I said all I said all that to say, you know, Brother Rob was like, how in the world is he going to bring an elephant into this sermon today? You know, and, 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 and I tried to I tried to be creative. You know, I tried to I tried to I tried to share the word in a way that, you know, captures people's attention. And we had a great conversation, you know, and our, our assistant pastor, Brother Brown, made a comment today like you're not there to entertain, you know, and. That's the most important thing. We're not there to entertain. If you're not leaving and you're not feeling a little, you know, nudged a little bit, then you haven't you haven't experienced that life changing, convicting power of the Holy Ghost. That's going to help us purify some of those impurities that we have in our life. Yeah. But I I brought it together from the standpoint of at the end of the day, if we're going to make it in this world, we're going to have to have thick skin that pushes us through the darkness that positions us uh, to work hard. And you get calluses when you are repeating something. And most of the time, people get calluses in their feet and their hands because there's a process of repetition that's taking place. And I believe that if the apostolic church, if the if the church that embraces the name of Jesus will continue just to com- continue to stay firm in what we believe and what we've established as the apostles' doctrines, I mean, the book says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines. And so I believe if we're going to do that, we're going to see, we're going to see people healed. I mean, that's what I want to see in 2023. I want to see people healed from addictions. I want to see people healed from chains. And I mean, last yesterday was such an amazing Sunday for us. I mean, we started the year off with um, the assistant uh, football coach for. Oxford High School. Him and his wife were baptized in Jesus' name yesterday, wow. and um, and then um, at the end of the service, um, there was a young man that had come with one of our young ladies that goes to the church there. He walked out of the church and just started weeping and crying. And they took him to my office, and several of our our team members began to just you know talk with him. And then they called me in, and I sat down with them, and he was just overwhelmed with life and dealing with situations and 
finally we prayed over him and he just kind of started to calm. And I looked at him, I said, Hey, I said, would you please come back to Oxford? I said, if I buy you a meal and if I buy you, uh, and if I put some gas in your tank, would you come back and have a Bible study? Because I believe if you'll come back and have a Bible study and you, and you, you, you open yourself up to the gospel and you're baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy ghost, God's going to give you the power to find healing and find restoration and find that courage that you need to stand firm in the gospel while the devil's throwing his fiery, fiery darts at us. Amen. Amen. I got a question for you. Yes. Do you know what a lagomorph is? Uh, no. Any of you <laughs> other guys? That's a big no clue. Okay, <laughs> you, you, by your own standard, you have brought your own ways on your head. You all owe me $100. It's the class of animal that rabbits are, or even bandicoots. You hit me with the pachyderm thing. I had to hit you with the Jeopardy question. Now you all owe me $100. But I forgive Put my $100 you. on Pastor Rios's <laughs> I, I forgive you of your ignorance, my brethren. So I, I, I love what you said. And, and listen, this is something that I have grown in this year myself let me let me just give you my own little testimony of what this year has done for me i used to be a guy that i wanted to see results now and that's a plague in our society this society that we live in they want gratification right now they want to see results right now they want to take a pill and be better in 10 seconds they want to god has really dealt with me on patience i've seen uh, works done in people that took uh, a very long time. Like you'll get people that'll come in the church and just respond to the presence of the Spirit right now. Like that young man you were talking about, he went outside and he started just bawling his eyes out because he was feeling the Holy Ghost and the Word was speaking to him. I've also seen where it takes a long time and it takes a lot of patience. See, uh, Pastor Brown, Pastor Rios, you're going to identify this. There's people out there that they they want to uh, they want to be a pastor because they think it looks really cool. They want to be the guy up there preaching fire and brimstone, and it's awesome. And I could do that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of times pastoring is is being on the phone with somebody over the course of five or six months and praying with them every single day while they're going through something and it takes time sometimes patience is something that people really need to learn we've also had people come walking in here and and figured that uh you know i i don't I, there's something here that i don't like what i see and uh therefore i i can't uh i, I can't stick around i've got to leave they had no patience whatsoever they weren't reaching out to anybody that they had a problem with to, to try and help them with after. Patience is huge, and it's one of the most difficult lessons to learn, Pastor Brown. Yeah, um, patience is definitely difficult. Yep. You know, it's one of those things uh, that you know, growth and maturity has helped me um, with my walk with God as far as handling situations. Um, that military mindset is just go in, kick down the door, take no, take no prisoners, right. do, do what you got to do. The missions, you know, 
And you know, when I got into ministry, because I ran from it as a young boy, and that's what I think drove me to the world also was just, I, you know, I mean, I knew there's a calling on my life and I ran. And so when I came back or gave my life back and eventually got it or went down the path of ministry, I didn't want to be patient with people. You know, so um, I'll give Robin Tyler, that, you not, know, you use that example of some people just get it. And that's one thing I've said about Robin Tyler is I've watched these two men get it. Now, do they have things to work on? Yeah, but we all do. So, but they get it. And I've watched people through my time in the church that have sat in those pews for 30 years still don't get it. They're just there. And, yep. you know, but being patient, okay, you know, still loving them, still showing them, you know, that you care for them, still trying to reach them and trying to find ways. Um, and like, that's why, you know, I guess bring it all to a close on this was that's where I've come in ministry is to take a step back, to look at, you know, people and say, okay, everyone, it goes at a certain pace, you know, just as a soldier, you know, I had soldiers that came in and they grabbed it right away and they were guitar chargers. They, you know, I didn't have to say anything to them, but I had soldiers that it took a moment and, you know, I was all over them. But in this, this realm you know, we have to stay, take a moment and say, okay, not everyone's in the same vein, and it might take a moment longer. I may have to show them a little bit more love than I do with this one. I may have to, you know, mentor a little bit longer than I did with this one. Yeah. Um, and I know, that, you know, again, that's what God has done with me uh, more and more in the past year or two, just kind of coming to that realization that, you know, you can't just smack everybody and they get it. You know, it's going to yep. take a moment. Yeah, no, it, it happens. And uh, I just thought of a story while you were talking there. Um, we had a preacher come up here uh, when I was attending Pastor Daniel Menace Church about 30 years ago. And this guy's name was Westberg, and he was from Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, it's so funny because that was in the Clinton years. And uh, I remember him thinking that America was at its lowest point ever because of the things Bill Clinton was doing. He, this guy was fiery. He said, America has a pot-smoking, womanizing, draft-dodging president. And, and, uh, and, and I was thinking to myself, boy, Westberg would be rolling his grave if he saw America now. But patience, right? They had a young man in their church named Jim White. And he, he told us that Jim White loved the church, loved it, loved the worship, loved the preaching, but just wasn't living for God. And he wasn't pretending to either, but he kept coming. And he came for a long time, and he was a young guy. Well, then one night, old Pastor Westberg gets the phone call. Little Cajun boy bore down on Jimmy White and shot him in the head with a pistol. And so now Westberg is very despondent. He's very distraught. But the Holy Ghost tells him, you go down there. You go down there right now. And, and Westberg went down to the morgue and prayed over the body of Jim White. They let him do it. He walked out and he heard a woman working in the back start screaming. Jim White had sat up 
on that slab and was pulling the sheet off of himself. God healed Jimmy White of a bullet in the brain. And that young man that kept coming to the church but was not living for God became one of the greatest testimonies that they ever saw, ever. God raising a man from the dead with a bullet in the brain. And you don't know who it is that keeps coming that maybe is not living up to your expectations that God's going to use to be that miracle in your midst. Mike, that is so true. You, you have no clue when you you write people off and you don't know. You, you may have the greatest soul winner sitting in that pew. Yeah. But you write them off because they are not moving at the speed you want them to move. Right. You know, and we, we have to be so, so more, I guess, sensitive to, you know, just, I mean, you want to see progression. That's what leaders want to see with those, you know, beneath them. We want to see progression, but you got to be patient also because again, not everyone gets it as fast. And you, you know, if you just go and bull rush everybody, look, you know, I mean, you you might have just messed up the path that God had in store for that person. You know, so, um, you know, that, that, that's an awesome testimony right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Pastor Brown, healings, miracles, these signs will follow them that believe? I'm guessing you've seen a few. Any you'd like to impart before the commercial break? Uh, I remember as a kid. You know, growing up, I had my, one of my best friends, Milo Gomez. Uh, his mom, uh, she had cancer. And I remember, you know, I'm just a you know, young teenager, 12, I guess, before I hit teenage years. But um, I remember his mom always going up there and, you know, you'd hear the stories of miracles and you'd hear these different things. Yeah. And, you know, but at that moment, I really hadn't observed or witnessed anything. And I remember Milo going through all that as, you know, because was, she was a single mom and taking care of him and his older brother and, you know, just, you know, watch it all. Well, you know, through the prayers and through watching, you know, God just continue to work. It wasn't, it, you know, we go back to patience. It wasn't instant, but over a few months of prayer and continuing, she, she would always come up to the, to the front and let the elders pray for her. And we would always pray for her, you know, her name would always be brought pray for sister Gomez. And, um, and then one day all of a sudden she got that clean bill of health that God had cured her for cancer. Wow. And so, Lord. you know, again, it goes back to that patience. You know, we, we want that. We, we are the want it now at my fingertips. I want it now. Yep. Well, maybe God has a healing, but he wants it's, it's not right this moment. Maybe there's something else he's still working with you. And maybe he's going to give you the healing, but maybe, you know, and I've, I've seen this also. I've seen God heal, and two years later, the cancer came back. But what God did was he gave a reprieve. He gave two more years yeah. of that loved one being with the family, yeah. giving them two more years. So instead of becoming bitter and say, well, God, you healed, and all of a sudden it came back. No, take those, look back and go, man, God, you gave me two more years with my son or my daughter or whoever it was. You know, my mom is a prime example. Uh, you know, 2021 started off with losing one of my greatest mentors. And then I'm sitting in the hospital or the doctor's office and I you know, wasn't feeling well and get the diagnosis. I have COVID 
you know, and I was in good health. So I wasn't overly concerned. But then also my mom sends out a text to my siblings and I and says, hey, just to let you know, I have breast cancer. And, you know, that was the way I started off 2021. And I, I just, you know, start bawling right there in the doctor's office. And I'm thinking they're going to be like, man, this guy, because he's got COVID, he's crying. You know, and I'm like, they don't understand what's happening. And so we went into immediate prayer. I, I have two wonderful siblings that are prayer warriors. One that's, you know, or both are licensed ministers in the organization we belong to. And what do you know it, Mike? But two months later, my mom goes in to, to basically have the surgery. And when they go in, she said, the doctor told her, said, it was almost like a, a miracle happened, which we knew it was, but everything was encapsulated in one thing. And the doctor just went in and grabbed it and pulled it out. And she was done. The breast cancer was over. Didn't have to have a mastectomy. Didn't have to do all the other stuff that would come with it. But God performed that miracle. And my mom in two months from getting her diagnosis to two months later going in and breast cancer was gone. And she's had a clean bill of health since then, almost two years later. Well, so, praise I mean, the Lord. That is that is awesome. And and like speaking of cancer, I was just speaking with my mother uh, on Sunday because she teaches the Sunday school downstairs here, and uh, she she was telling me like every every time I talk to her, uh, somebody else has died, and uh, they just had a friend, her and her my aunt, that that uh, very nice lady that they knew for a very long time that she was diagnosed with cancer and it was like less than a month she was gone and it was like a wildfire but yeah i mean a lot of people are 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 saying it's these vaccines we see heart attacks strokes fast acting cancers and it's almost like the angel of death is flying over north america like you said you're you're seeing a lot of it too so are we but i'm also seeing miracles and amazing works of God. And I'll tell you, you got to have light in your home in the land of Goshen while craziness and plagues are hitting Egypt all around you. And you have to be prepared. Uh, I've preached on this before. Uh, Ahab and Jezebel, uh, Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard. Naboth said, uh, far be it from me to sell my inheritance. Naboth was right. Naboth did the right thing in the eyes of God. You never sell your inheritance. But he died for it. And we've got to be ready for that. And and that's another thing that God has been dealing with me on a lot because people tend to think that life is supposed to go smooth. Being a Christian and living for God, I'm here to tell you it's not. Uh, there, there's going to be things that he's going to allow to come along that might throw you for a loop. And But I'll tell you, uh, the more revelation is given, the more you need that thorn in your side so you don't get lifted up in pride and vanity, thinking that you're some great thing. And thank you, Jesus, for the thorn that keeps us from getting too lifted up and fat Headed. I was thinking about this for a whole week, and I read it in 2 Corinthians just the other night, and then I got an email from a dear sister, Marita, in Vancouver, Washington. Let me read this to you right now. She said, Hello, Pastor Mike. I felt led to share you the, with you the revelation of the Lord just quickened to my understanding regarding the reasons 
why all those who are called into the ministry struggle with so many pressures and various trials in the flesh. It's to keep them from being exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation given to them. All those who have been given great revelation and understanding in God's word have found that their calling was accompanied by a thorn in the flesh, and that thorn can come in many uh, forms. Now I understand what Paul meant when he wrote, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Praise the Lord. And that was something that was in my head. Uh, I was chewing on that for about a week. And boom, this dear sister in Vancouver, Washington, sends me this email yesterday. And I'm so thankful that the Holy Ghost showed me that. Because people like to drill in on on the blessings, and and there are many. Uh, One of the greatest things that ever happened to me was when I realized that I need to never, ever worry about paying bills and money again. And since I stopped thinking about it altogether, uh, we've never missed anything. Uh, We haven't. It's all, we've always, always, always been provided for no matter what it looked like. Uh, but thank God for that thorn in the flesh. If that's what you need in order to not backslide, thank you, Jesus, for making it difficult for me. We've got to go to our commercial break, and then when we get back, I'm going to have Pastor Rios and Brown give a few thoughts, and then I want to get some more out of uh, Brother Rob Kogel and uh, Tyler Parkinson. As always happens, the preachers and the old men keep yakking on and on, and the, uh, the more important people in the equation, the saints of God, end up respectfully taking the back seat. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 2 of American Up Radio, and I got me a really great New Year's gift today of having Brother Brown on. We'll be back right after this with Hour 2. up refreshed like you slept on a cloud get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today you deserve it go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code mojo50 for incredible savings at romica designs we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company much more i'm ron phillips co-owner of romica designs and if you can dream it we can probably make it We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at romicadesigns.com. Or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com, or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. 
U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, coffee drinkers for climate change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? (laughs) We dare. We dare. won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know have come true. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. American Uck Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. Thanks, Stu Peters. You're all right, too. When, when, when I'm gonna walk, we're walking on the stairs. Cause I know my Jesus answers all my prayers. Where will I know when he calls me? American Uck Radio. Welcome back to the last segment of American Uck Radio. And then we've got the power team assembled down in Mississippi for the ninth hour of prayer. You know what is one of the greatest things that you can have in your life? Is to be satisfied. Think about it. People run from one sin to the next. It's destroying their lives because they can't be satisfied with anything. Let me give you an example. This is simple, but this is a this is a good example of how good life can be. My wife is home today. She has the day off, and she is making me cookies in the other room. Uh, some of you probably listening heard the uh, ninja kick in. Well, my wife is making me cookies, but she's got her little uh, earbud headphones in. She's listening to music or something. And so I walked into the kitchen on the commercial break, and I saw her with her back turned to me making me cookies, and I spanked her good. I did. 
and she jumped about six feet in the air. I tell you, I have fun at home with my wife. Praise God. I'm very thankful for her. And I'm going to get her again need, because she need, startles we, easily. Praise the Lord. We need, you, we need you to stop right there. Just go ahead and stop right there. <laughs> Praise God. Husbands, love your wives. We're commanded by the Lord. Amen. You ever read Song of Solomon? Praise the Lord. God bless you. Uh, I had said before the uh, the commercial break there, I, I talked about quite a few things about a thorn in your side, being thankful for things when they get difficult because, amen, Jesus said, uh, we, we, we just had Christmas, everybody's celebrating the birth of Christ, right? Well, Jesus got quite angry at Peter when he said, oh no, you're not going to die, you're not going to be crucified. Jesus said, for this reason came I into the world. It's got to get difficult. Don't you understand? Praise the Lord. You need that sometimes. And if that's what it takes in order for me not to get too fat in the head, well then, praise God, I needed that difficulty. Delta Harp, good to see you. Mel and Delta Harp are back here. I, I haven't seen Delta in a long time. Pastor Rios, your thoughts, the thorn in the side. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the most challenging thing there in yeah. your spiritual journey, you know. But I think that's what kind of ties in what the gist of my message was yesterday, that you're going to have something that's going to try to create uh, a perplexing situation in your life. Yep. You're just you're, you're going to have that. It's going to happen. I think that's, you know, I had this I had this uh, New Year's resolution, man. I'm going to start the new year off. I'm not, I'm not going to get on my boy's case. I'm not going to holler at them and, and get frustrated with them. This is a new year. We're just going to live life. And first day of the year, Sunday, we usually get up at 4.30 as a team, a bunch of our young ministers, and we go to the church at 4.30 or at 5 and pray. And, and um, man, it was, it was, you know, 4.30, and I, I walk out in the living room, and, and there's three of the my five boys, the four oldest, usually go with us. My little seven-year-old, my seven-year-old, I told him this year he had to start going to 4.30 prayer with us on Sunday morning. He said, no way, Dad. So I'll give him a pass for a minute. But <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, uh, the other four, and I look out there, and Chandler, my second son, is not down there. And I, I just flew up on the, what? where's he at? Get him down here. We got to go, you know. I thought, well, so much for that one, right? Right. There went that New Year's resolution. Um, and, and so, you know, I think at the end of the day, even while I was preaching, just kind of like just, you know, <clears throat> light bulb moment that at the end of the day, we're going to have we're going to have uh, things that are going to try to challenge our faith. We're going to have that thing, you know, that thorn on our side. But I think what we have to learn how to do is to, like Paul said, in whatsoever state I am, to be content and yeah. to, and I think if we I think if we will stay prepared <clears throat> you know I think if we'll stay prepared and wake up and and uh, you know attack the day like okay where am I gonna what do I got to do what am I gonna be working with you know I like to let things unfold organically that's one of my leadership approaches is you know I'll, I'll give our leaders you know hey here's the big picture and then fill in the blanks um, and sometimes they'll fill in the blanks and sometimes they don't you know sometimes 
you know, uh, there's that expectation to, uh, 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 you know, uh, have them fill in the blanks and, and, and just know what to do. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I think one of the most important things that I've learned in my journey of pastoring and leadership development and what goes with that is you got to know what you're working with. You got to know, you have to know your leaders. You have to know your people's personalities. You have to know, you know, man, is this, does this person, what makes them, you know, upset or what makes them frustrated? You know, what makes them challenged? What, what are their expectations? And I think if we can attack each day, waking up saying, okay, here's what am I, who am I working with? I mean, I think that's, you know, I prayed for God to send me a bunch of military people and, and like, be careful what you pray for. Yeah. Cause like out of the blue, man, I had a, a retired army guy come and then Rob come and, and then, uh, 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 Tyler. And then we had a retired admiral or colonel from the air force. I'm like, man, next thing I know, I had four military guys in our church. So I'm like, but let me tell you something, the expectations that come with military guys, you better, you better, better, you know, get your act together because of how they were trained, how they operated, how they function. And, you know, I think when you come from that process and in military, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted military people is because the way they think, the way their, their loyalty is, the way they're passion the way yeah. they you know they're, they're going to stick it out because that's what you have to do in the military you have to do that to get your you know brothers back and there's no, no one left on the battlefield and you know i love watching those films that you know the guy goes out he's you know we're not leaving you here you're coming with us well i'm about to die i don't care you're not leaving your body here you're coming with us you know let's sit down and and in fact we uh this last couple of weeks um, at our church, we, you know, we're blessed to, uh, you know, get some traction with the building that we've been working on and <clears throat> we're making good progress with that right now. And so we're just kind of filling out where we're at, what we need. And we have one particular room that we'll eventually use for a classroom. But right now, um, we've decided we're going to use it as a war room and it's going to be where we're going to go game plan, where we're going to map out, where we're going to, Hey, what are we up against? You know, what are we dealing with? And I think, we can take from this concept that Paul talks about a thorn in our flesh and we can either let it create our propensity in a very negative way, or we can allow ourselves to recognize uh, the need to not let it get us off kilter and lose sight of our goal and continue Amen. to press, you know, towards that mark. Be a pachyderm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. We got about 12 minutes left here. Let's go over to Tyler Parkinson on uh, what you would like to accomplish this year. By the way, there's a veteran in uh, Wisconsin, my good friend and brother Todd. He has invited so many people to church over the last little while, and uh, most of them have not reciprocated. But this last Sunday, four of the people that he has invited to church showed up and he figures that a good percentage of that is going to show up again. Praise God. Be a pachyderm. Amen. Pray. Be a pachyderm. Keep, keep stomping through town. Tyler, what are your goals for this year? What do you want to do for the kingdom of Jesus and uh, for your general? We actually had a, a great meeting this morning uh, before the show um, at 
that Pastor Rios mentioned earlier, and we talked we talked over some of this, and and I really my big goals is I really want to get our our local outreach uh, strengthened. I want us to to really develop a, a system to to reach veterans better and and start working through that process. Um, and those are really those are my big goals is just to, is to is to connect with people, build relationships, and win souls. That's uh, hey, you can't you can't go wrong with that, and and, and, not, and not back down, and you know because there's going to be complications, there's going to be issues, there's going to be different things that have to be learned or, or or challenged, and and just to to be ready for that, to be ahead of that in the spirit and in, in the Holy Ghost, and and not let that. Be a, be a hindrance, but rather be something I'm ready to take on and, and hit head on. Yep, yep. Listen, but here and this has been my experience, uh, and I'm sure that all four of you will agree with me. If you're actively out trying to find the lost and and teaching Bible studies and looking for lost souls and being a soul winner, you'll experience more growth during that time than you will any other time. Number one, number two. If you have things that you're struggling with, if you're actively engaged in winning souls, you forget about whatever it is that you were struggling with. And so uh, being engaged in battle or uh, just working towards it uh, clears up so many things and removes a lot of temptation because uh, if you're actively winning souls, you're not going to be thinking about the things of the flesh as much. You're going to be looking for that victory. Brother Rob Kogel, let's hear your thoughts on this. Well, you know, if everybody's, you know, sits here and this is truly a calling of God because Pastor Rios did pray that he needed military guys. And within a period of six months, me, Tyler and, and Pastor Brown all show up at the church. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we've got this great movement, this great Jesus is my general. Um, we're bringing people to baptism. We're helping people heal. Um this is a calling, Mike. I mean, this is just, you know, glory to God. Glory to God in all of this. Um, the next thing I know, we're trying to put together this podcast, and we're just struggling. Mike, it was awful. Okay, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. <laughs> As a military guy, <laughs> it was awful planning. We, <laughs> we didn't have our act together whatsoever. And the next thing I know, pastor's telling me about this uh this crazy preacher up in Canada called Mike Phillips. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so uh, that all fell together for us. And uh, if you don't think this is a calling, my friends, it's a calling for us. Um, it's a calling for you. If you're hearing the word, you know, trust in us, trust in the Lord, trust in the fact that, you know, we've all been through it and we know where that inner peace comes from. I mean, Mike, I have so much peace in my life right now. It's unbelievable. When a problem does hit me, I just go, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me here? You know, and, and I solve it that way. And I pray there's one item. I, I even told Pastor Brown uh, yesterday on Sunday, he's talking about the armor of God. And I said, there's one thing that that's left out of that armor. I said, that's our first aid kit and that's prayer. You know, you got to have the armor of God in the first aid kit, and that's a prayer. Amen, yeah. And you know what? You, you talk about the peace. I don't road rage anymore. I don't. Oh, I don't. Even if somebody yeah. does stu- something stupid in traffic, 
I'll be, uh, I'll kind of watch it happen, but my blood pressure doesn't go up, and I, I maybe I'll look at my wife and go, "Well, that was pretty dumb," <laughs> but I, I'm not angry. I like it's, 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 it's antithetical to to what what is normal for your flesh because I used to be a guy that. I blew my top driving just about every block because somebody did something dumb and, you know, I, I wanted to reach for a nine iron and get yeah. out of the car or whatever the case might be. I just can't. I, I don't. I have that that the joy and the peace in of the kingdom of God that Jesus talked about, that joy is it's almost ridiculous. Like it, it, it's you're so crazy happy that you can't even yeah. explain it, and it's just bubbling out of you. And you know, I don't, I don't fight with my wife. It's it's happened once or twice, but uh, we used to argue a lot. And and I mean, man, having peace in your life, you can't put a price on that. You just can't. It's 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 the ultimate having peace in your life and not being angry, uh, pacing around the house because you're mad at Bill Gates and Justin Trudeau or whatever. It's like you know what. They're going to do what they're going to do. I got peace, and nobody's taking that away from me. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Pastor Brown, he came all the way from Michigan down here to Oxford, ended up, you know, here. Uh, Tyler's, you know, comes out of Arkansas. I came all the way from the state of Washington all within six months. I mean, talk about a calling. Yeah. We came across the United States to get, get to Oxford, Mississippi. Um, just so we could follow Rios, you know, Pastor Rios. I mean, it, just, it was like amazing. And the peace, like you said, the peace that, that, that has been brought to me through Jesus, I mean, I, I can't explain it either. I used to be a, a crazy right wing. I'd argue about anything with you. I, I'd go for three hours on the Internet, you know, with you. Let's go. You know, <laughs> now yeah. I'm like, hmm, can I tell you about Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hey, listen to this. Chat in Alabama over in the American Act Radio rebooted chat room. He just said, it's true. I have not had road rage since I got the revelation of Jesus. I hadn't thought about it until now. Yeah, it's true. You, all that stuff, it just, whatever was important to you before, it just melts away. Road rage is, it, honestly, it's for a fool and, a, and an immature adult, right? Rage is. Exactly. It's, it is. It's, it's immaturity. It's dumb. It doesn't do anything for you. Uh, at the end yeah. of the day, uh, at the end of the day, road raging just raises your blood pressure and actually puts you in a position where you're more likely to do something stupid because you're so bent out of shape over what that guy did. And uh, yeah. praise God. So, yeah, we've got another testimony of uh, peace that passes understanding. Chet also says, will Pastor Brown be able to join us in the future? I like this, man. You got a new fan, Pastor Brown. Are we going to expect to have you back on American Uck Radio? Two minutes left before Ninth Hour Prayer. I certainly hope so, Pastor Mike. I appreciate uh, you giving me the opportunity. I, I love these men that uh, the vision that they saw. You know, we sat down this morning and I just was basically in taking it all in. And they're looking at me like, well, you haven't said anything. I said, well, I said, you guys have had a been ahead in this race and I'm just trying to take it in and catch up a little bit before I throw in my two cents, just trying to eat it up. Um, but I, I certainly hope so. I told, I told them today, they're like, well, you know, we got to work on your schedule cause I, I teach. And so I was like, well, I said, long as my kids are doing what they're supposed to do. I said, maybe I can jump on in the, you know, while we're in the classroom and I'll just tell them to listen, you know, and, 
Um, but yeah, this has been great. Um, I, I love being around other men that think, you know, that look for God to lead them and give them that joy and that peace because without him, we won't truly find joy and peace. You know, and uh, my last plug that I want to put in there, my brother and his brother-in-law, you know, his brother-in-law started this thing out in Auburn, Washington called Joy Hour. Um, and their website is the considerategroup.com. But my brother's brother-in-law, Tom, he was addicted to drugs. And he, I'm not saying anything he won't share. He'll share his testimony. But he was addicted to drugs, addicted to some stuff. And, and all of a sudden, he went through his different programs and couldn't, you know, and he was born and raised in this. But one day, he said, when he went through that class, they finally said, enough's enough. He said, God just you know, basically spoke to him and made him realize that the joy was going to come through God and by surrounding yourself with like-minded people. So they started this, this uh, joy hour thing. They do you know, a community event they do every Wednesday out there in Auburn, Washington, and they surround themselves to let people know, hey, you're not alone. We're here. Let's seek God, you know, and let's let's find this joy, you know. So, we we know with us sitting in here, and I imagine majority of your listeners, if not all your listeners, know, you know, that the true joy is only coming through Christ. So again, thank you for uh, giving me an opportunity to speak to y'all. I, I appreciate it. You've been a fantastic guest, and coming up in this year, uh, I actually, uh, and I haven't talked to Pastor Rios about this. But I want to coordinate more with him as far as getting more uh, diverse preachers uh, within the UPC and WFP, and uh, you know people that that share the same doctrine. Well, the, the 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 apostles' doctrine on this show because I I really like doing that, and uh, it actually it's a little bit selfish too because it makes it a little easier for me. Uh, having a guest on. It's almost like a day off. <laughs> Praise God. We got- This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.